0: Her family is the most important thing in her life, especially the ones she spends all her time with, her 5-year-old daughter, 8-month-old son, and her husband. She was raised by the most amazing parents she could ever ask for, one that now lives in heaven and the other that goes by Papa. She has two older protective sisters that she loves very much. Her mom was Italian, so her extended family is a huge part of her, and she loves that about her life. Second to family is Stevie's passion to help people help them heal, grow, and reach their own personal definition of success. This is her work as a life coach, a place where she has never felt more aligned. She has worked as a hairstylist and life coach for the last 17 years. Well, really just a hairstylist, but believe her, that qualifies. Stevie is slowly transitioning into a full-time life coach and stepping out from working behind the chair. She realized in her healing journey that although she does love styling hair, it is the relationships with the people that she loves most, and she is now ready to elevate those relationships. A place you'll find Stevie most outside of her home is at Breathe Yoga, where she teaches and practices yoga. This is a major source of her own healing, growth, and inspiration in life. As she said, relationships with people is very high on her list of things she values, And with that said, Stevie has some of the most amazing friendships and a community of beautiful people that support her daily. Stevie lives for quotes, and one of her favorites is, I have found that if you love life, life will love you back. She is learning and practicing how to love life every day and with every moment.
1: Hi, Stevie, and thanks so much for joining us today. Hi Kathy, thank you so much for having me today. Um, this is literally like a dream come true of mine to be a guest on a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I'm like, how fun to just like sit and have these great conversations that will most likely enhance my life and possibly the listener's life. So it's a really cool day for me. Thank you.
2: Oh, you're you're very welcome. We're delighted to have you. Before we jump into our main topic, we'd like you to take a few minutes and share with our listeners some of your backstory, how you came to this career of life coach.
1: Okay, so I don't know if it was um, when I was listening to, maybe I listened to the first episode that you guys had or what I found it on, but um, you had mentioned somewhere that If we don't deal with our grief, it tends to manifest in a way in your life at some point. Um, You know, it could be years after you've had the grief that you've dealt with. So what happened with me is about six and a half years ago, I was hit with debilitating anxiety. And it was interesting because it was at a time in my life when everything was going very well, um, like better than it ever had and i didn't understand anxiety i had never had it i had i didn't have a tolerance for people that had it it was just very frustrating to me everyone always knew me as like this happy go lucky you know easy going person so it was it was like horrible horrible for me and so fortunately i found my way to an amazing counselor um she's a coach therapist counselor and I just started unraveling this anxiety in years of grief and what I what was my like main source of grief was when I was 15 years old um I lost the love of my life the or my first love I should say in a car accident a tragic car accident drinking and driving so Literally, when that moment happened in my life, it changed my life forever. It shaped me. And it literally like, as I was thinking about this, it's like, to the way to describe it is like, it literally took breath out of my lungs that I don't think I ever got back. And I'm like, just starting to learn how to get back. Took breath out of my lungs. It put me into this fight or flight mode. That, again, I don't think I ever got out of Mm -hmm. until now that I started doing this work. And I can talk about it now. And um, it's still like visceral. But, you know, before I started doing this work, if I talked about it, it was like I would be shaking. I would
3: Mm -hmm.
1: get really, really hot. Like I I get a little hot right now, but it's I'm still here, you know, where I would talk about it before. It was almost like I would not even be there when I was speaking. So, when I started to unravel all that too, what I also realized is like it's physical losses um or like a loss of someone out of your life physically is you know something that I don't think you could ever understand unless you have been through it, yeah, but I also realized that there's so much more that you grieve in, and it's you know just disappointments in life, yeah expectations, I guess, same thing as disappointments that, you know, don't happen the way that you think that they should. And so by realizing all of this grief that had been going on inside of me, it was like the first time that I ever actually showed up in my life and stopped like externalizing all of my pain. Mm-hmm. I started actually feeling the pain and as I said a little while ago, about you know, I was in the best place that I have ever been in in my life, which is like a healthy relationship. I had never been in a healthy romantic relationship up until six and a half years ago, and so it it really forced me into starting to feel
3: right,
1: and it was scary, <laughs> like
3: <laughs> really
2: scary.
1: Well, well said, well said. <laughs> yeah. And so, but what was really cool about it, like it's been the hardest six and a half years of my life, but it's been the most rewarding because it's like, oh, hey, there's Stevie. Like I I finally started understanding who Stevie was and how I became a life coach through that is I started remembering how much like I loved psychology and how I really wanted to help people now, because as I said before, I had no tolerance for people with anxiety. And now I was like, I had nothing but compassion for those people. right? Because I felt it and it was horrible. I, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, if I can start to get a handle on it, I wanna show other people how they can get a handle on it too. I don't want them to go down a road that they don't have to.
3: Right.
1: So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a therapist. So I started down that avenue and I loved my courses, but, you know, I I was just starting a family. I had a one-year-old daughter and, well, not even, maybe like six months old. And I'm like, this is going to take a little bit long. I don't know that I want to, you know, become a therapist. And through some of those courses, um, it had me take a deeper dive into like what was filling me up. And what I found was, Yoga was a huge source of um, healing for me, and just where I felt really alive, and it it made me again show up to me um, and really help myself. Like I I didn't have my couldn't look to anybody else anymore, you know. And so I was like, okay, I'll become a yoga teacher. And right before it was literally two weeks before I was about to start my two hundred hour training. I lost my mom to suicide two weeks
3: before, which was really an amazing thing, too, because I
1: had that support. I had these 40 women for 200 hours over a few months' time. And I know my mom knew that. And I know that she knew I was going to be okay. And aside from that, so through my teacher training, you know, I was starting to get that helping people thing. And also what was happening when my mom died, my husband started to reflect because that's happens to be what death of a loved one does. It just makes you look at life differently. It does. And so he's never been happy in his career. And he was just started Googling all kinds of things. And he came up to this life coaching course and he was like, I really think I want to do this. And I think like you would like it. And I was like, uh, yes, please, please. Sign <laughs> me up. I would love it. And it reminded me um, when I was young, I used to say, I'm going to be a, li- I should be a life coach because I was always like dealing with people's problems and listening to them. <laughs> and um so I, as he thought that I was like, okay, this is really cool that he's thinking that. And I think it was my mom and God helping him find his way to that for sure. Cause my mom had this incredible gift of recognizing people's fullest potential and then encouraging them to go after it. Wow. She was, yeah, she always wanted to know like, what, what do you love? What makes you, you, you know? right? And, um, So I do totally believe that she led us to that course. And we both became certified after eight months of that. And um, he's not working as a life coach, but I do know that it is going to be a bigger part of his life at some point. That's great. I guess that really sums
3: it up. Yeah.
0: So life coach seems to be somewhat new and increasingly popular right now. What kind of training did it involve for you? Is there licensing or certification? If someone wanted to be a life coach, what would would they look for or where should they start?
3: So,
1: um, yes, it's just it's a certification and you don't actually need a certification at this time at all, but I would highly recommend it as I know that most life coaches, it's like an innate thing for them for sure. But, you know, to go through the courses, I think is very important because it just widens your perspective so much further so you can help more people. So what I did is we went through a place called the Health Coach Institute. So we became health coaches initially, and then it's extended on as a life coach. So the health coach, you can finish anywhere from like six to eight months and then life coaching like eight to 12 months. So that's what I did. I think I finished around like nine or 10 months. And then they send you a certification and you really go off on your own and just start practicing with people and then using your social media to gain clients.
0: I think it's probably going to be similar to like a therapist. You know, you might not maybe jive together at first or you got to find that right one that kind of fits both of you fit together well.
3: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. What areas of life is a life coach prepared to help with? Are there limits? I know that when we spoke before, I said life coach just seems so broad. (laughs) Do you help with everything and anything?
1: So I think what happens is, you know, life coaches definitely either start with a niche or they develop a niche throughout their coaching. And it really is based on your experience in life, you know, like for somebody, I don't do a lot of people with like health coaching per se, or, um, you know, like diets or people that are dealing with diabetes or, you know, stuff like that. But if you come across somebody who has Crohn's disease or has diabetes or an eating disorder, they're going to be super passionate about helping you with their health. Right. Right. I wouldn't turn anybody down, but for me, I'm, would definitely, you know, geared more towards people that are dealing with anxiety, people that want to break through, um, old limitations, Mm -hmm. you know, people that have had a lot of pain and grief in their life. I'm going to be more passionate about that. So I would never turn anybody down, um, because I also believe that, you know, as a, Coach, when you head into whether you're a therapist, a coach, you tend to have you know this ability to just listen to people, right? And um, I'll never forget I went to uh, an Oprah event, and she said, in all of her years of having people on the show, from Obama to Beyonce, the question that they asked when they were done was, "Did you? Did I make sense? Like, did you hear me?" And she said, people just want to be heard. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: What's your first contact with a new client like? Is it a phone call? Do you have certain questions
1: that you ask right up front? Um, So, yes, it is. It can be a phone call, like just, you know, audio over the phone, or it can be a Zoom call. It's whatever the client prefers. And it's a 45 minute call. And before the call, I send them um, an exercise to do to prepare for it. And it's called the wheel of life. So I send them this exercise like the day before. And what happens is they just start to like shift into a, a deeper thinking, you know, start to evaluate their life a little bit more. And so then when we get on the call, Um, I go through a series of questions that starts to just create some clarity around, you know, why they are reaching out to me. And sometimes what they think they're reaching out to me can completely change within, you know, (laughs) from the night before and then after those 45 minutes. Right. And then right from there, even if we don't work together, we set up a little bit of an action plan just to get them started towards where they're headed.
2: That's interesting. The wheel of life, as you say, as long as people are honest with themselves, it is possible then that what they think they need or want help for, once they finish this wheel of life, do you often find that there's a different focus that they might need? Are they surprised by
1: that? Absolutely. Yes. And that's my first question is, um, is there anything that surprised you when you looked at this wheel?
2: Wow, that's really interesting. I think back to a seminar I attended years ago, and there was a uh, actually it was a seminar that my supervisor at Strong sent me to, and I don't know that it was Wheel of Life. It probably wasn't, but it involved us putting our priorities in this circle, Mm -hmm. and we had to kind of put them where we thought closer to the center was most important. The center was our heart, and It was surprising to me because I thought my job was my priority, and it turned out that my own happiness and my children's happiness were the priority. So I went back to my office after the seminar and gave my two week notice. And my supervisor supervisor said, That's the last time I ever give a gift like that. Yes, Yes. you got to be
3: careful with those gifts. Yeah,
2: yeah, because I decided it was more important to work on the things that really were important to me so i can imagine that this wheel of life exercise might be similar to that very similar and and people will find out and that's maybe it's easier for you even to help them because you know the truth you know what's in their heart
1: absolutely absolutely
2: that's great on the podcast we through many speakers we have had we've established a few truths about grief So if you bear with me while I kind of summarize them, Mm -hmm. they'll connect in a moment. Mm -hmm. First, it is entirely possible that your grief will last for the rest of your life. We've accepted that. Second, everyone's grief is as different as their fingerprints. Third, if for any reason you stifle your grief or stuff it away, it will likely surface at some point in your life and will likely manifest as something else. Mm -hmm. You may not even realize that your difficulties, stress, or issues are related to grief. So now, having reminded our listeners of these, my question to you, Stevie, have you worked with anyone that either comes to get you to help with their grief or through your working together, you find that there's
1: unresolved grief? Mm. Yes absolutely find that there is unresolved grief. Um, I don't believe that anyone has come to me specifically for grief. Okay. But I do a lot of um, visualizations in my coaching and body drop-ins. And so a lot of times when I take somebody, say somebody is struggling with, oh my gosh, it could be anything that they don't know what they want to do in their career, that they're um, having trouble communicating with their partner, that um, anything really, what we'll do is whatever they're kind of fearing, feeling overwhelmed with, we'll just sit and either visualize them going through this um, experience or I can't think of the word, but what, whatever they have coming up that they're you know, feeling anxious about or that they're just like feeling anxious. And what I'll do is I'll have them um, drop into their bodies. So we just take a couple minutes, we close our eyes, we breathe. And they drop in and first of all, figure out like, where is it in your body that you're, you know, feeling this overwhelm? So we put our attention there and we breathe through it. And most of the time, um, once I ask them a question, I, I don't hear from them, you know, like they're, they're kind of gone for a couple seconds. And it's because they're letting tears out, they're crying, because they haven't visited this place where this grief has been, you know, stuffed down and holding. So absolutely, grief comes out throughout many of the sessions. If that answers your question,
2: it does is that a body drop in then is it is it like a a yoga exercise or a mindfulness exercise is that can, yeah, can you kind of is it possible to kind of walk us through yes it? absolutely
3: absolutely. <laughs>
1: Um, it's funny cause I was thinking about that. I'm like, I'm going to ask and see if like the listeners or, you know, just the people on the podcast, if we could do that. So perfect. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Now, if you're driving listeners, yeah. you need to pull
1: over to the side <laughs> of the road first. Please okay? be
2: safe yes. first. Yes. Or, or come back to this recording oh, yeah. and try this later. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. Stevie. Yes.
1: Thank you for that. <laughs> Um okay yeah so wherever you are and if you're driving please <laughs> follow that um
3: just go ahead and close your eyes and if you are in a seated position
1: in in a chair um on the floor wherever you are just connect with whatever's touching the floor so if it's your feet feel into the four corners of your
3: feet connected to the floor it's your seat. Just feel the support of the ground underneath you. And then just put your attention on your breath. Watching your inhales. Watching your exhale. And then Pick one thing, one
1: thing that is right here that you've been maybe struggling with or something that's coming up that you
3: are feeling anxious, excited, whatever it is about it. Keep your breath moving. And then where do you feel that the most? it in your chest, in your throat, wherever it is, take your hands and place it over that area. Just breathe into that spot. even send it a little love. And as you start to feel it loosen just keep breathing. Let me bring a little smile to your face. Take a big breath in. Exhale it out. Do that again. One more big breath in. Let it go. Bring your chin to your chest. Open up your eyes. And maybe just notice
1: notice how you're feeling now compared to before you did that.
2: I'm feeling a lot more relaxed.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I mentioned to you, Stevie, that I was starting a couple yoga classes before the pandemic hit. And, um, at first I kind of felt like, oh, I'm, I'm that person that's going to be laughing in the back. Like I can't, I can't like be very chill. That's not me. And my first class, I remember towards the end, I was sitting next to this woman and she was a mom and busy. And, you know, we were chatting a little before class and then she goes, I really come for the five minute nap at the end of this. And I was God. like, what?
2: And legit at
0: the end, we are laying down on the floor, arms out and you're just, it's just quiet. And I was like, this is the best thing ever.
1: Isn't that amazing. And you know what I always think of? I'm like, Wow, I could sleep on this floor like all night long. I never knew a floor, a high floor was so comfortable. <laughs> but I,
0: in going through the class, the same exercise that you just did, I think that someone like me where my mind is always going, I'm always popping, doing this, 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 I feel like a squirrel half the time, going back and forth between everything. That hour, or I think it was more than an hour, actually, of yoga where it just made me stop and think about, you know, my feet on the floor and what was just the breathing even. It just made me stop for a little bit and just relax.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So it's nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. In, um, in our world, like there's no such thing as stopping, right? right. Like how much more can I do? How much more right. can I multitask? So right, it's right. very, very important to bring that in. Yeah, so that that was an
2: example of body drop-in. Mm-hmm. And then I would imagine that people can do that on their own from that point on to kind of stabilize them, get them to that relaxing point, especially if anxiety is an issue with them. Absolutely. Just take that time. But I would almost think, boy, to take that little bit of time every night before you went to sleep, or even first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. before you really got your day going, could make a world of difference. Thanks for that example. Yes, That's powerful when you get to try it. Yeah. I
0: find I try to have to do that. I have to force myself to do it when I feel a little anxiety. Mm -hmm. Because anxiety, I think, is so tough to kind of even when you have it and you know you have it, sometimes it's, it's hard to understand, like, wait, is this anxiety right now? What am I feeling? You know, it's difficult. Yes. So just taking that time, even if it's five minutes for yourself, to just ground, ground yourself.
1: Yeah. And then the really cool thing about that, too, is you're, when you're just consciously breathing that way, um, deep breaths, you're clearing out neural pathways in your brain. And so if you're stuck, like anxiety is just being stuck in a pattern of something. So you're cleansing and you're creating new patterns. So it's, it has so much benefits to it.
0: Yeah. Stevie, is there a difference in the way that you would coach someone who's grieving versus someone who maybe is suffering from depression or anxiety?
1: I guess my short answer would be yes. Um, basically, the way that I coach people is to really meet them right where they are. So I guess, you know, it would it's every single person is so different. Mm-hmm. So because somebody that is grieving, who is n- not dealing with anxiety or depression, actually, I might be able to um, help them get to a place that they want to be faster than somebody that's dealing with anxiety and depression. Right. Um. So everybody, I, you know, I have the same progression of my call. Like I have that outline that goes on and I have my tool belt that I've learned that I teach others, but no call is the same.
2: Right.
0: Okay.
1: Stevie. Thanks
2: so much. I'm sure there are many of our listeners who would benefit from the services of a life coach. And it is definitely important that when you consider that, whether you consider life coach or therapist, doesn't matter, but you should always make that first meeting just to kind of check your chemistry. Mm -hmm. Is this someone you feel comfortable Mm with? Uh, If it's someone that you just kind of have the uneasy feeling, maybe look for another one Mm -hmm. and check out a few. There's nothing wrong with that because Mm -hmm. you are entrusting that person with maybe some thoughts that you don't share with anyone else, maybe some feelings. You likely will cry in front of them. So you want to have that nice rapport. Stevie, you've got this demeanor that I can't imagine there's anyone out there that wouldn't feel comfortable with you. (laughs) And, And even your voice going through that exercise, it has that type of, a soothing piece to it that just made me feel completely comfortable mm-hmm. following your directions so thank you so it looks like our time is running short but your words have been very helpful and before we wrap things up on our end we want to give you time to share with our listeners with our audience what services you offer how they can reach you
1: and anything you want to share with them Yeah. So my um, main coaching that I do is a 90 day program. Um, 90 days is transformation. So I always suggest that we at least take that much time together. And then many times, you know, we work a lot longer together. Um, But if you're looking for transformation, that's where it happens. Um, So I do one-on-one coaching. I also do group coaching, which is really, really cool thing because not only are you getting one-on-one coaching from me, but you have other people to bounce off of to just know that you're not alone in whatever you're feeling. And so the way to that we start working together is through that discovery session. And anybody that is listening today, you can have a free discovery session with me. It's 45 minutes. Um, you can reach me at yahoo.com. It's S-O-L. And I know you guys are going to put that yes. information on there. Um, I'm also on Instagram, soulcoaching27. You can message me there. And I am on Facebook Stevie Fideli is my name on Facebook. You can message me there too. Okay.
2: Yes, as Stevie said, her information, her contact information will definitely be on our website. It will also be included in the episode notes. So on any podcast application you're listening on, look in the episode notes and down near the bottom will be her contact information as well as ours. I invite you to take her up on her offer for that 45-minute free session. What have you got to lose? Come on,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And that wheel of life—it it intrigues me a great deal. So hopefully, it will intrigue you as well, and could be life-changing.
1: Absolutely. Did you have something else, Steve? Yeah, I just say? wanted to add, Kathy. Like you said, you know, not everybody is for everybody. And what the really cool thing about that discovery call is—is is even if we weren't meant to work together that call was like meant for your path because you're going to find your way to somebody or um, a new understanding of you and where you're going just in that 45 minutes. So I even if you have no intention of working with me, I highly recommend it. That's great. And, and again, I,
2: I invite every single listener to do that. Since it's done over the phone, uh, it can be done whether you're on the East Coast or the West Coast. And I would be willing to bet if you happen to be one of our international listeners, you could probably even do something through a Zoom call or something just to save those international phone charges. I'm sure Stevie would be happy to work with anybody on that. So thank you so much, listeners, once again, for giving us your time and your ears. I hope you enjoyed the little interactive exercise we did. We want you to take good care of yourselves this week. Self-care is very important. And we hope that you will join us next week for another episode of As I Live and Grieve. Thanks again, Stevie. Thank Bye, you. everyone.
0: Thank you so much for listening with us today. Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover or do you have a question from one of our episodes? Please email us at info at and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and
3: grieve together.